and welcome to today's Almost Daily Devotion. We're in chapter 15 of the Gospel according to Luke. We're going to start with the first verse, and it goes like this. All the tax collectors and sinners were gathering around Jesus to listen to him. The Pharisees and legal experts were grumbling, saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Jesus told them this parable. A certain man had two sons. The younger son said to his father, Give me my share of my inheritance. Then the father divided his estate between them. Soon afterward, the younger son gathered everything together and took a trip to a land far away. There he wasted his wealth through extravagant living. When he had used up his resources, a severe food shortage arose in that country, and he began to be in need. He hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. The son longed to eat his fill from what the pigs ate, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many hired hands have more than enough food? But I am starving to death. I will get up and go to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Take me on as one of your hired hands. So he got up and went to his father. While he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was moved with compassion. His father ran to him, hugged him, and kissed him. Then his son said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quickly, bring out the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Fetch the fatted calf and slaughter it. We must celebrate with feasting, because this son of mine was dead and has come back to life. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. So this is one of those stories in the Bible, the, the prodigal son, that becomes uh, has become so well-known. It is ubiquitous. It's everywhere. And it's not, it's not just something that we read in the Bible, but it's something that's become part of our culture. We hear people call the prodigal son all the time. And so we can miss some of the nuances. We can miss some of the meaning of the parable when it's so familiar to us. And I think it's helpful to put the parable into context. Jesus didn't just pop off with this parable out of nowhere. He's talking about, this comes right after the parable of the lost sheep, where 99 sheep are in the fold and one sheep gets lost and Jesus goes to find it. And so I wonder if the main character of this story is not the son at all neither one of the sons, but instead the father, the generous father, the forgiving father, the father who is just happy for his son to return home. So many of us identify or want to identify with the younger son. The truth of us is, truth is many of us are not prodigal, not really. We've never strayed that far. We've never gone and forsaken everything that was important to us wander to a far off land. We maybe have had moments where we've challenged authority or, or rebelled a little bit, you know, and so we may identify with the prodigal son that way, but most of us are not, not like that. And so we have a hard time understanding the generous act of the father. Because the son didn't deserve the father's reaction. Not at all. The younger son did not deserve for the father to be excited for him to return home. The younger son hurt his father in a lot of ways, deeply wounded his father. 
He essentially rejected everything his father had taught him, essentially rejected all of the gifts of the family of the father who had essentially said, I know better than you. And I'm making a choice that other people or other things are going to be more important. And so it's hard for us to understand that act of grace that the father extends to the son. Unless we've been in the father's shoes. There's nothing as celebratory as somebody returning to the fold. Not returning the same way. They're not ever going to be the same. The younger son is never going to be the same. Maybe he appreciates a little bit more the gifts his father had given him and the privilege that he'd grown up with. We don't know exactly what happens after. But we do know that the father is excited to see the son return home. They've got a lot of baggage, a lot of issues to deal with. And I think the father will accept the son in whatever way he can return. And how often do we only allow people, do we only forgive people, do we only open our hearts to people in a way that protects us, that keeps us from being hurt again? How many times do we Say people can only come back if they live up to certain standards or come back in the way that will accept it. If they come back in the way that puts them right back in the slot where they were before. How can we be more like a generous father? Not forgetting all of the baggage, not just dropping it and leaving it unresolved, but excited for the potential of a renewed relationship with another person with ourselves or with God. How can we be generous with our spirit, with our minds and our hearts? God bless.